The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Uh, well, well, it's something, as I tweeted, I could not believe Larry Hansgen was saying live on the air that after running the table last year in conference, the Dayton Flyers just lost their A-10 opener to LaSalle. LaSalle! It was the first time I've been to the arena in person this year. I felt very fortunate to be there tonight. It was downright bizarre. It felt to me kind of like being in a movie theater and seeing a movie. You finally get around to seeing it like two months after it's released. That's kind of what it was like being in there. And what feels even more downright bizarre, like so many facets of life these days because COVID, (laughs) is losing a home game to freaking LaSalle. It's John Bedell, it's former Flyer and UD Hall of Famer Keith Walzkowski. And Keith, I, I just, I really can't believe that was something that was unfolding before my eyes and the finality of it coming out of Larry's mouth and the end of, yep, Dayton just lost to LaSalle. <laughs> I mean, what did you see in this one that made it happen? I, I don't know, man. That's, that, it's, they looked, we looked all right for the first 15 minutes, 16 minutes there was a little bit of promise there with some new guys. And then it's the, you know, LaSalle kind of lulls you to sleep with, uh, with their ineptitude and, and just terrible basketball prowess. Normally it's at their place where the gym is worse than what you played in in high school. And it smells like chlorine because the pool is downstairs and there's nobody in the stands and, and it's awful, but, uh, you know, you, you get to it here and all of a sudden you think it's, well, you know, maybe we'll have an opportunity to work on some rotations or, or work on our defense or some offensive sets. But, you know, LaSalle, it, it's LaSalle, LaSalle at home. I don't care if we got Crutcher, three garbage men from campus and a bouncer from Tim's. Like you can't lose to LaSalle at home. Like that's, it's, it's inexcusable. And I don't know, maybe these guys are young enough that they don't know that or realize that or understand that, but like, it's, 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 it's inexcusable. Yeah. 67, 65, the final Dayton does lose to LaSalle at home in their, in their home, a 10 opener, their a 10 opener period. Um, and that's my problem with it, Keith, is that even in a weird year where there's, for now, fewer than 150 people in the arena and it feels like you're a scout at a practice and it, it's not the usual deafening atmosphere of 13,000 and there's pumped-in crowd noise, white white noise over the loudspeakers, you just can't lose to LaSalle at home. And, and even with, um, like you said, it, there's there's such a talent deficiency too between Dayton and LaSalle. When you got this team full of dudes that Dayton still has, even after last year, you're just flat out better than them. Uh, and as Larry said, you know, their defense got them in a hole, and at the end of it, they were left needing a miracle to pull it out, and they didn't. And there were, you know, it's a shame because you had some bright spots tonight. You've got uh, some of these positives marred by losing to LaSalle at home. Mustafa Amzil with a really nice debut. What, he led the team with 22 points tonight? 
Heck, he led all scores yeah. with 22. Jalen Crutcher putting himself on a level all his own on the pantheon of Dayton Flyers basketball. Now the only, the only player in program history notching his 500th assist tonight. A dime to the aforementioned Mustafa Amzil for a floater that now leaves Jalen Crutcher as the only player in this program's history with 1,200 career points, 500 assists, and 200 made three-pointers. And that's all well and good, but it's kind of marred by the fact that you just lost a LaSalle. You you got a clunker right out of the gate in A-10 play. The turnover is still a problem, 14. Offensively, I think this team, Keith, six games in now, they have clearly settled into what they are offensively. Here they are again, scoring right on their average at this point, which is right about 65 points a game. It's not a high-powered bunch because, to me, Six games in, the proof is in the pudding. They're not gonna. They're not a high octane offense anymore. They keep scoring right about on their average. They're as Larry would say, they're playing to the back of their baseball card. Sixty-five points a night, and four out of six times it's gotten it done. Tonight it didn't, and uh, that leaves a really bad taste in your mouth as you flip around now before the George Mason game on Saturday at UD Arena. But like you said, COVID or not, pandemic or not, the, the weird, the weird home atmospheres and all that, Keith. It's just such a foreign thing to lose to LaSalle at home. Like you said, it's usually when you're going to the Tom Gola, you know, bingo hall and gymnasium and pool down below where you got to shake the boogeyman and and get that, you know, the the ghosts of Dayton Flyers past. You got to swat them away when you go to Philly, but not at home. At home? At home to LaSalle? Really? That That's the thing that happened? Yeah. I mean, it's bizarre. It, you know, it's it's – Coaches will say all the time, you can't just show up and think that you're going to win a game. And they're right. You can't just show up. But when you play LaSalle at home, you can't just you can't just show up and win. But if you show up and at least give a, a, a decent effort, you can. It, you just uh, throw out the scouting reports and throw out the offensive execution and the defensive rotations throw it all out the window and just play basketball you can beat them and and at, we didn't ever the second half for sure i'm going to call it the last 24 minutes of the game we never looked like we wanted to just play basketball we were in no flow on offense we weren't playing defense we had nobody on boards on either end uh, you know, Jordy being in, in foul trouble, turnovers, you were right, turnovers uh, and inopportune times haunted us again uh, on offense. And, you know, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, Mustafa has been here, what, a week? He started Two practicing weeks? Sunday. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. with that and Kobe Bray, and I know Kobe Bray has been around, but he's been injured. And now – you know, RJ is injured, so he's not – he wasn't um, in the rotation. Zimmy, who who really hasn't showed much of anything so far this year, um, was playing a little bit. So I can, I can see the um, – or I can see at least an excuse to say, well, we, we kind of didn't really know each other on offense. We're still trying to find our rhythm together. That makes, that makes sense a little bit. But, dude, at some point you just got to play basketball. You guys, they all know how to play basketball. And there were times where we just seemed when, uh, like, Ibby especially, and Ibby's had a great season, but he seemed to try to force things that it, it didn't come in rhythm 
for him tonight. And same with Rodney to an extent. It just wasn't within rhythm. They were trying to force things. And, uh, you know, I think that kind of threw our offense out of whack. And then it led to a lack of concentration on defense and that, you know, you wrap it all up and you lose to a terrible team like LaSalle. I was talking to somebody earlier today about going to the game tonight and they said, oh, who they playing? I said, LaSalle. And I said, oh, okay, well, how's that going to go? And I said, well, LaSalle's not very good. They're not supposed to be anyways, but we'll see. And I thought at that moment, eh, did I just, nah, nah, it's LaSalle. It's like, it's like autopilot. You go there and you just expect, I mean, you're going to hear this stat. You were probably beaten over the head with it if you watched the game on TV. Look, LaSalle has lost four. So let's just get this out of the way, okay? LaSalle has lost 14 straight games at UD Arena. They've been beaten like a drum the last five times here and lost by double digits the last five trips they've taken here. The last time LaSalle won over the Decibel Dungeon, February of 1999, Keith. So it's like you just you just expect, oh, it's LaSalle. We're going to beat LaSalle at home. But as Larry said, man, the defense. Oh, the defense in the second half, Keith. Dayton lets the Explorers shoot 57% from the field, including an even 50 from beyond the three-point line. Um, it's just, yeah, it's and, – and some weird stuff with the rotation with – you mentioned uh, R.J. Blatney dealing with an injury now. Luke Frazier is still out. Chase Johnson withdrew from Dayton again. And I'm going to get yeah. to that later in the show and straighten it out for you knuckleheads out there about what's going on here. So he's now suddenly out of the rotation. You got your third offensive weapon just gone. Um, Mustafa Amsia with a really nice debut. I mean, scoring 22. Heck, I, I, if you would have told me before the game, hey, he's going to start his first game ever. He's going to score 22. Like, oh, that'd be fine. They're going to they're gonna wax the floor with LaSalle. Nope. Yeah. Nope. No, 67-65, Dayton a loser <laughs> to, to, to open A-10 play. Um, so, I, I don't know, Keith. It's, you know, you, you felt like, and I know it's one game, but you felt like this team was really on an upswing, you know, <laughs> to close non-conference play. And I know we're still trying to figure this team out. And I know I had said cardiac kids and all that last week. Well, the cardiac kids didn't lose a whole lot of games. But this just this this is such a clunker that you just it kind of takes the air out of the balloon right now because it's yeah. man it's a tough way to start conference play. Yeah, you know it, it, if you're looking at a a non conference, okay, it was a we lose a game where we didn't play well against a mid level SEC team. Okay, I don't like it, but there's some things I can take away from it. Um, and, you know, looking back again, hindsight's hindsight's 2020, we let a you know, we, we let a couple get away from us, but it just not LaSalle. It can't, it can't happen to a bottom tier. And especially in a year like this, especially when there's no home court, there's no away court. You take the fans out of the whole deal. Everything's a crapshoot. You don't, who knows what's going to happen with any type of conference tournament, NCAA tournament. But again, I'll remind everybody like that's, that's still a goal just because, you know, Obi's not here anymore. doesn't mean that, okay, well, you know, I, I, I know we're not, we're past the whole rebuilding thing. I we're past getting a new coach every three years and having to, having to rebuild the program. But it's it's frustrating that we're even 
in that situation. Where yeah. that we're even this is what we're gonna talk about tonight. Yeah, because and we're we're so beyond to well, it's a weird year. There's no there's no atmosphere over there. No. They're used to it. They are used to it's practice. Uh, right. It's play it like it's practice. You beat Correct. LaSalle every day in practice. And you roll it out there and you just go beat a, a team that you're better than. So we'll see. But uh as we await here, uh, John Bedell and former Flyer and UD Hall of Famer. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that, Keith. Uh, Keith Walskowski here uh, with you for Flyer feedback as we await the uh, live postgame comments of Dayton head coach Anthony Grant after this uh, 67-65 loss to the LaSalle Explorers to open A-10 play. That's right. You heard that one right. Uh, 457-937-457-1290 is the number. You can also jump in my mentions at jbedellwhio. I may read your tweet on the air. Seth on Twitter says, I just want to go cry myself to sleep now. Pathetic, exclamation point. So that's not how a lot of Dayton fans, I think, are feeling right now, Keith. It's just it's just frustrating and just bizarre. Like I said, it's downright bizarre. Like if they had done this in Philly, uh, okay, I wouldn't be that surprised, right? I mean, we've seen how many Dayton teams go to have clunkers at Tom Gold Arena in Philly. That happens all the time. Yeah. But at yeah. home? Not at all. <laughs> it's just, it, 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 it is it's almost, weird. It's almost it's almost expected when you go there because it's such a lack of any type of atmosphere and it's such a lack of a team and a gym and even the, the a level of college sports. Now, you know, I believe that the name of the game this year more than any year is how do you deal with the adversity? And obviously, we've been thrown our fair share of it between lineups and new guys and injuries and everybody's dealing with COVID and you know, the, the atmosphere, no, no fans in the arena, which is good for at least 10, 12 points. But that's, that means we should have only won by 10 or 12 points instead of the, instead of the 22, 24 points that, that we would have won on a normal, on a normal game with them. It's just, you know, and I was talking with a buddy of mine uh, before this game and we're going over again, Looking towards NCAA tournament, how many of the A10 teams this year are uh, games that you are must-win games? Can't possibly lose and think that you have a chance to uh, even talk about the NCAA tournament. And there's like four or five teams. LaSalle certainly was not anywhere close to that cutoff line. And there, here we are out of the gate. Like that's. Well, we always That's talk about. in the A10 about landmines, right? Those games that if you step yeah. on them, they'll blow up, they'll blow a hole in the broad side of your resume. I got news for you. This is one of them. Okay, they're yeah. Ken Palm 176. Now, yeah. the net ratings are not out yet. We get a few weeks into the season before those get released. But Keith, I mean, let me let me look here. Check my notes, but anyway, I'll get to it later. Looking at the quad system. I mean, this is this is it's not a quad one or two, I'll tell you that. What does head coach Anthony Grant think about this one? Well, you're about to find out. He is live with Larry Hanskin on his thought, with his thoughts on this 67-65 Dayton loss. You heard that right. To LaSalle on the other side of this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. The Home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Larry Hanskin back at the UD Arena. The Dayton Flyers uh, falling to LaSalle in the A-10 opener, 67-65. We're joined by Coach Anthony Grant. And, Coach, obviously a disappointing loss. And 
when you look at the numbers in the second half of what LaSalle was able to do uh, offensively, uh, shooting 57%, 50 from three, uh, this was a game in which the Flyers uh, fell due to what happened at the defensive end of the court. No doubt. That, that's exactly where the game was lost for us, and it's disappointing uh, that we couldn't get a better effort. Um, obviously, um, you know, I, I got to do a better job of making sure we understand uh, you know, what we have to do and, and the effort and focus and, and uh, resolve that we need to have. Um, we didn't have it tonight. I make no excuses for it. Um, you know, tough lesson. Um, we got to be able to learn from this and, and, and prepare for the next one. LaSalle went uh, with a small lineup, and, and not just a small lineup, but a small ball approach, and, and obviously uh, it, it gave you gave you guys some fits. Well, they, they've got guys that, you know, obviously we knew coming in that they could shoot the ball. Uh, their spacing, as you mentioned, you know, created some issues for us with, uh, you know, with our lineup, so we tried to mix and match, and, you know, it, it uh, they hurt us from the three-point line. They hurt us driving the ball. They hurt us on offensive rebounds, uh, you know, and it, 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 again – um, you know, in terms of what we gave up in the second half, uh, from a defensive standpoint, it, it was it was you know all over the place really in, in, in every phase. Uh, we got we got out hustled for loose balls and 50-50 balls, and and uh, you know give them credit they they uh, they were the more aggressive team uh, tonight, uh, especially in the second half. A disappointing end to a, a disappointing day in, in regards to your basketball program, but but one. Uh, one bright spot was certainly, you know, Mustafa Amzil, just a couple of practices under his belt. Uh, you threw him out there. And, and forget about his numbers, Coach. He looked like he knows how to play this game. Well, I thought he did some good things. You know, obviously three three practices under his belt. He's got he's got a lot he's got to learn in terms of our, our system, you know, from a, from, a, from a defensive standpoint especially. Um, you know, but there, there's certainly a lot of things that I thought he did. He did well tonight, and, and uh, we'll be able to get better and learn from this this first game. All right, got a couple couple practices uh, to to get better and get ready for George Mason on Saturday. Thanks, Mark. All right, that's gonna we're gonna wrap it up here, and that uh, on behalf of our crew here, not courtside, but about up at the top of the 100 level, our engineer producer Caleb McLeod, uh, and working for me tonight uh, in, in replacement of Bucky uh, Brookshall. I'm Larry Hanskin. Our final score again was LaSalle 67, Dayton 65. Now stick around for more of Flyer Feedback. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Brought to you by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager. Premier Health. Proud to be the official healthcare provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. CareSource, with health insurance from CareSource, you're covered in kindness. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating, make your parking lot look great again. Go to vandaliablacktop.com to see how. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. University of Dayton Basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. 
Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street in Dayton. Stop by after the game for delicious food and 24 beers on tap. Bud Light, keep it crisp with Bud Light. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. And by Flyer Spirit. Stop on over to Flyer Spirit on Brown Street and show off your Flyer pride. Go UD. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIL. Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, everybody. I'm John Bedell. My partner tonight is former Flyer UD Hall of Famer Keith Walskowski, and you're you. We thank you here for being here with us for Flyer Feedback, coming to you live from our Dayton studios. Flyer Feedback is sponsored by Flanagan's Pub and Bud Light. And our friends over at Flanagan's on Stewart Street are now hiring. They're currently completing upgrades to create that same Flyer faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Want to join the team? Apply at Flanagan'sDayton at gmail.com. 67-65, Dayton, a loser to LaSalle at home. Yes, you heard me right. I can't believe I just said, said that on the radio, and I can't believe it's actually true, Keith. Dayton with a clunker out of the gate to open a 10 play, and they lose to LaSalle at home for the first time since 1999. You know, and it's terrible that, it, that we keep saying it, but I think it hurts more when you go through a couple of games this season and we, we're not really sure what it's going to look like, right? Yeah, we got a good front court. We got a back court that is um, – or I'm sorry, we got a good back court. We don't have a good front court. They're, they're inexperienced, at least, as far as actual gameplay. Um, but we came out and we found ways to win a few games, and we competed in the other games. And, you know, I kind of got the idea that – well, there's there's no reason that this team should not be competing for an A10 championship. Correct. It it may not be the prettiest thing. There may be times where we got to start junking th- some things up to make sure that we still come out with a win. But there was at least at that time no reason in my mind that it shouldn't happen. And even it, 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 the way this game started was like Okay, you know, I fell into the trap probably that everybody else, at least on the team, did of or we got some guys that are hurt. We got some new guys that are here. It, LaSalle is LaSalle, they're not gonna they're not gonna give us a game. So we'll be able to work on some things. We'll be able to incorporate these new guys, get them on the same page as everybody else. And uh, you know, just after after 15, 16 minutes, that just completely fell apart and then it got away from us. Yeah, in the first half. At all four of the media timeouts, so in four-minute stretches, they were up six at the under 16. Come the under 12, they're up 10. They've got an eight-point cushion at the under eight. They're up nine at the under four with 343 left in the first half. And they're up five at halftime, Keith. And you think, oh, it's LaSalle. Because, of course, they're going to win at home. And we talked about in the previous segment, in the A-10, we always talk about avoiding landmines, right? And some years there's more than others. The, the, The league... Thank God, after bottoming out a couple of years ago, is back on the upswing, and you've got some quality teams and some some good resume building wins to go and get again this year. Particularly when you think of the St. Louis's and the Richmonds of the league; those two teams specifically. Now we talk about the quad system all the time, and and the quad rankings are it's a fluid system because 
you're going to move up and down based on your net rankings. And I know the net rankings are not out yet. We get a few weeks into the season before the NCAA, the selection committee, starts releasing the net the net ratings. The NCAA evaluation tool, it replaces, again, replaces the RPI. So for you folks who want to hang on to the RPI, let us not forget it's literally not a thing anymore. So don't reference it. <laughs> if we go by just, let's go by LaSalle's Ken Palm, which they came into today at 176. Okay, so let's just say their net, Keith, based on their Ken Palm, is 175, okay? That's a quad four loss. You just dropped a quad four game at home. At home. Or that that is a quad four loss. By virtue of being a 175 team at home, that's a quad four loss. <laughs> that's a hole it's, in the broad yeah. side of your resume is what yeah, just happened today. Is. You know, and, and <laughs> there's there's... So many things, again, last year was great, but last year is over, right? And, and, and we have to play with the team that we have this year. Now, a lot of times when you're in a locker room, you either other coaches, other teams may say something that is, you know, the quote unquote bulletin board material. This team's not that great. We feel as though we match up well. We might be able to go out. We should be able to go out and get them, that type of stuff to kind of challenge you. This year, I don't think there's a whole heck of a lot that going of that stuff going on. What is going on is the lack of talk, the silence about this team, the lack of credit that seemingly has been taken away and credibility from all the other players because we were not a one-man team last year by any means. And now it's all of a sudden, well, Obi's gone. Dayton's not even worth talking about. Lunardi came out with, he got, he has all these different bracket projections. Who knows what the bracket's going to look like? And he went into this thing today with um, auto bids for conference winners and conference tournament winners. It was like an 80-team tournament. And Dayton is on the next four out. There's 80 teams, and we're on the next four out? Life comes at you fast, man. That's hard to stomach, yeah do you as a team take that personal and get pissed off and say, I don't, Hey, we should beat LaSalle. You know what? We should go out and beat LaSalle by 40. And then oh, George Mason's coming to town. George Mason's not that good. Let's go beat him by 40. Like take every single possession personal, but instead it's almost just like we're on cruise control and we're okay with turning the ball over. And we've bought into the to the lack of talk. At least it's it, it's, and I'm sure it's amplified because it's a terrible loss. And you know, Anthony said it a couple of games ago after after a win. He said we can't we can't be accepting of the mistakes in a win that we would not accept in a loss. Well, today was the loss, and so now it's you know, the sky is falling and, and we're sitting here, we're, we're angry about it. We're embarrassed about it. If we would have won this game by two points, if we would have made it, not turn it over and made a three at the buzzer or something like, does that make it okay? It doesn't, it doesn't change anything that happened except for maybe one shot or one possession. It, we're still the team that's out there, but man, like we got to get some type of chip on our shoulder, not, not individuals collectively, as a team, we got to start playing with some type of some type of moxie 
To me, it's a whole different ball game when you lose to LaSalle because when you've got Power 5 teams or close to it in the case of losing at SMU, they're in the American, okay? It's not a Power 5 league, but it's, it's, it's close. You've got then two teams from the SEC. Again, maybe meddling middle-of-the-pack SEC teams. Okay, but they're Power 5s. There's a physicality that comes with Power 5 teams that is a little bit notch above the A-10, even for some of these middling SEC teams. It's another level of physicality, and you think, okay, it's a Power 5 team or it's close to it. But, man, when you get to LaSalle, Keith, I mean, there's such a talent deficiency between Dayton and LaSalle to Dayton's advantage. LaSalle's the kind of team, when you get into conference, you got to just beat them like a drum, particularly Mm -hmm. when they come to your place. And, again, COVID or not, you just can't lose to LaSalle. It's more concerning to me to lose, to continue to see the sort of cardiac kids close, close, nip and tuck as we go throughout the game style against a team like freaking LaSalle as opposed to an SMU or an Ole Miss or Mississippi State. It's a it's a whole new sort of shocking and jarring thing to see this Dayton team, a Dayton team, struggle with a LaSalle team at UD Arena. It's not supposed to happen. So yeah. it's it's a it's that it's concerning to me. That it's not it's a bad lie. Like yes. We said it's a if we just treat right now, let's say it's it's probably going to end up being a quad four loss, less than ideal. Not great, Bob. Four five seven twelve ninety is the number. Let's go to the phone lines for the first time tonight, Dave. You're on Flyer Feedback. Yeah, hi. Go ahead, hey, Dave. Hey, listen, guys. I just want to say I have a little bit different take on things tonight. I know everybody's a little upset. LaSalle isn't the best competitor we'll play against, but you know. We just lost Chase Johnson. The whole team was sort of in a flux. We have the, you know, the best coach in the nation. And this kid, Amzil, came came about with three practices. I don't think he's taken a class yet. And guess what? We have a 6'10 sort of perimeter player. We do have problems in the post. But listen. Anthony can put this together. I don't think this is the end of the friggin' world. And it's not the end of the world, Dave, but you don't need Chase Johnson to beat LaSalle. I mean, come on, man. I, I... No, no, no. What I'm saying is <laughs> Chase was, was the guy that was practicing up to a week or two ago. And, and what I'm saying is now all of a sudden you've got all these new guys. They're hurt. They're new. We've got uh, you know transfers that now can play. And I think, quite frankly, that Anthony can put this together. It's going to take some time. We have some challenges. We're not the team we were last year. Everybody knows that. We have three great perimeter players and maybe now four. And, you know, Keith, there were some, some teams that you played for that, that you know, took a, took a dump uh, when, when they shouldn't have. So I don't think that we should concentrate on how bad a loss this was to LaSalle. I kind of think let's – Let's look forward. We've got some athletes. We've got some players. I think we can come back from this and be better from this. And I think we shouldn't just dwell on a loss to LaSalle. I'm sorry that we lost, but we'll be okay. We'll be better. And I I just think that, you know, Anthony will be able to pull us together at some point. Yeah. Well, I would say, and you're you're certainly entitled to your opinion, Dave, about being a little more rosy on this one than, than probably most folks. And that's fine. But I would say that we're going to dwell on it now because it's in the immediate aftermath and we sort of take the sure. 
myopic view here on this show, you know, game at a time. But but a a quad four loss, Dave, I mean, let's be real. A quad four loss, that doesn't go away. That's going to stick on the resume and really affect them the rest of the year out. I mean, that's that's a really – I don't think there's any overstating how bad of a loss it is. Not to say they can't go out on a roll and everything, but – that that's a bad I, loss. That's a really yeah, bad loss. Well, you know, I don't want to I don't want to stay on the line too long, but can I just say this? Sure. It is a bad loss. You know, it's we've played what six games now. I mean, the season's going to go for a long time. We have a chance. I don't know if we're going to have an A10 tournament or not. But in the end, the team's going to get better, and you know, let's concentrate on how we can get better. Yeah, you know, every every. Dayton team I've ever seen, except for last year, has has had a you know within you know one or two years has had a bad loss, and we've recovered from it. Let's give Anthony some credit. He's got a bunch of kids that haven't played together, and I think he can do the job to get them to play much much better. I'm going to continue to be confident that things will get better. I appreciate my time. Very good, Dave. Checking in from Dayton, we thank you for the call here on Flyer Feedback. So, Dave, a little more, a little more upbeat than I think most folks would be, but that's okay. As I mentioned, he's in, he's entitled to his opinion, and that, and that's cool too. So, it's John Bedell, it's former Flyer Keith Walskowski, Mike, and Rob. Hang on to the phone. We'll get to your calls after the break. It's Flyer Feedback live from our Dayton studios, the home stretch of it. After this break, right here on the home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, twelve ninety and ninety five seven WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to Flyer Feedback. It's John Bedell. It's former Flyer and UD Hall of Famer Keith Walskowski, and it's you here for Flyer Feedback. 67-65 Dayton, a loser at home to LaSalle. Yep, you heard that right. Mike in New Lebanon, Robin, Indiana. Hold on, we're going to get you on the other side uh, during this segment. But I, I want to fulfill something I promised earlier. And on one hand, when it comes to Chase Johnson, Keith, I cannot believe I am having to set the record straight on this again after I did back in January. But it's 2020, and some people, I guess, think facts don't matter. Uh, and I want to walk a line here where I don't want to give legs to reckless speculation, but I've also seen enough of it back in January and now that I feel like, as I said back then in January, the night we learned Chase withdrew medically from UD the first time around, that I'm a reporter by trade and I believe the facts matter. So I know that some people figure, well, why would you want to get the story straight from the horse's mouth when you could get it from the stable hands friend who maybe knew a guy and heard something or from certain other parts of the horse, if you catch my drift. But I can tell you, unequivocally, I know for a fact, after talking to UDSID Doug Hoschild again about this, that Chase Johnson's exit from UD is not academic. It does not have to do with grades. And I get that the timing of both of his exits back in January and now leads to the speculation of, well, it's got to be grades. I understand that. But I'm here to tell you, it's not. Okay. Chase has dealt with multiple concussions, and he told us before the SMU game, I'm going to pull up the quotes that he gave us then when he talked about his decision to withdraw from school back in January, that with the lingering post-concussion syndrome, he went back home and, quote, just kind of did rehab almost every day, probably about three or four times a week with a doctor up there, and just get my mind healthy and right to be able to return, close quote. So... Let's just be mindful of that, and let's get the real story out there that 
It's not grades. It's medical. End of story. Moving on. And I should say that we all here wish Chase Johnson the best. Uh, and as Doug told me, as he kind of told the TV guys, no matter how something, how good you are at something, how much you enjoy it, in this case, basketball, if it's bad for you and it's giving you some struggles, Keith, you got to give it up and you got to get on and, and get yourself right. And that's what Chase is doing. And, and we wish him well. Absolutely. And the most important thing here, again, as Doug and I talked about off the court and just in general, is, is Chase Johnson. Not the impacts on the basketball court or any of that. Yeah. It's, it's on Chase the person. So we wish him well, and we will close the chapter and say farewell, Chase Johnson. Uh, Mike in New Lebanon, you're on Flyer Feedback. Hi, Mike. Hey, how you doing, guys? Oh, I've been better, hey. but, but we're, getting, we're getting there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, listen, uh, just giving a call in. Um, I'm, a, I'm a basketball referee, do high school, high school ball down to the little kids. And this year, it's been a weird year. I mean, I've had to step away from the court. I'm taking care of two elderly parents. I haven't been on the court all year. And it's just been a weird year. And listening to the game tonight and after what we went through last season with the guys not being able to compete in the tournament, um, I'm not discouraged. I mean, what I heard tonight, yeah, it was a loss. Nobody wants to lose. But I think what's happening is I think there's some magic in the making happening here with the Flyers. Let's not worry about the quad four, the ratings, the rankings, and all that. That's all there. That's all a heavy weight that these guys don't need. What's happening is we got some new guys that are entering in with some old veteran guys. They're trying to figure each other out. And let's just let's just let's just focus on the the Dayton Flyer family, and let these guys figure it out together. And I think there's some magic in the making that we haven't considered yet. And let's let's just go ahead and put our expectations on just how great these guys can be, and let's focus on them in this weird year, this weird timeline, and let's watch how these guys develop because I think we're going to be surprised. There you go. Mike in New Lebanon, we thank you for the call here on Flyer Feedback. And real quick before we get out of here, Robin, Indiana, I hope you're not calling from Bloomington. Uh, I'll give you the last word. Yeah, guys, thanks for doing the show. Love the show. Thank you. I, you know, if, if it was VCU, if we had been playing St. Louis, then the last two callers, I'd agree with them 100%, but we played LaSalle. I mean, I heard more energy out of Keith than I saw out of Ibby or Rodney or Jalen all night tonight i mean the, the those three seniors need to be leading this team they can't if can't go mia for a game rodney you know they if he can't call out rodney you know last game saying he should be defensive player of the year and then we have point guards dunking on us at the end of the end of a game jalen has to be the leader from start to finish i mean i i went into this season thinking jalen crutcher is going to be another first round draft pick for the nba and he still could be but i just i haven't seen the leadership out of him in any of these games and for us to lose two at home, you know, I just, you know, I just don't think we can, you know, the, the excuses against a team like LaSalle are just, you know, I just don't think it's, it carries much weight. And, you know, I know they've had, you know, hurt players and Chase Johnson leaving and all that kind of stuff. But to me, it's just, you, you, you know, the guy that replaced Chase was our leading scorer for tonight. So you can't really say that we're, we were missing his points tonight. I thought he, you know, I thought, uh, Mustafa played just as good of defense, if not a little bit better than Chase would have played tonight. So to me, it's you got to put it all on the seniors, and you know I don't put it on Coach Grant. I mean, he's not out there playing. I just, I just don't. It just is really disappointing when 
you know, when Keith is, you know, saying like, hey, we should, we're going to win this game by 40 because we're being disrespected. And I think that, you know, Jalen, and for it being such a weird year from last year to this year, Crutcher and Ibby and Rodney, all those guys should be saying, we're going to show the nation that it wasn't just OB. It wasn't, you know, that we weren't a one-man team last year. We're going to show them that we're all talented. Or we're, we're, we are a great team. And I, and I hope they pick it up from here. But it's just tonight was just so deflating for me as a season ticket holder and a, an alum of the university. And just it just really was disappointing to see the effort tonight. Yep, I'm, I'm much more of, a, of your your line of thought, Rob, tonight. I think as as I've made clear, it's it's tough to tough to swallow, Keith. And I think, you know, this Dayton team should be above losing to LaSalle, but they weren't tonight. 67-65, Dayton a loser to the LaSalle Explorers in the A10 opener. So that's going to do it for us tonight. One more time for my partner. You know what? We're going to see you on the radio. Our next game is Saturday against George Mason. Tip is at 4:30. The expanded Bud Light pregame show, the regular Bud Light pregame show, excuse me, starts at four. So. For my partner tonight, UD Hall of Famer Keith Walskowski, I'm John Bedell saying we'll see you on the radio Saturday afternoon, Flyers fans. Until then, thanks for listening, everybody. Stay well and go Flyers.